guys welcome to a new episode of it's you not me podcast it's a little later in my week um i kept saying i'm gonna record i'm gonna record but my kids are on summer vacation and oh my god you see i'm yawning i'm yawning because they need to be entertained 24 7 these kids like that's all they want is like, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm hungry, I'm bored, I'm, hu-. I'm like, bro, we just woke up. How can you be bored? We just woke up. But yes, um, it is Friday and it is about 6.20 in the morning. I was like, let me knock this out. Otherwise, when the weekend comes, it ain't gonna happen. Um... It's been a good week. It's been a great week. You know, I, well, since last week, I feel like it's been a minute. Um, I know I did an episode last week, but I still feel like it's been a minute since we talked. So let's catch up a little bit and let me uh, let you know what's been going on over, over yonder. So maybe like a couple weeks ago. I went to go see my, for lack of a better term, and for a term that everybody can understand, kind of like a spirit guide, right? My spiritual guider. And um, he reads cards, and it was very, very telling. And sometimes when I go to have my cards read and have get some clarity it could be very emotional it's it's super emotional I feel like when people tap into your energy um it's one draining because after after I have these sessions I am exhausted like I I'm just I can't even explain how exhausted I am I need to take a nap I need to go to sleep but it's Oh my god, I can't stop yawning right now. But when I'm there, it just it's very emotional, right? Because he's telling me things that maybe I know, but I kind of push down and, and I hide or I don't want it to come to light. And when somebody brings those things up and they kind of bring them out to the surface, um, I can get emotional. And I'm not an emotional person in the sense of crying. I am an emotional person. I am super passionate um, when I do something that I love. When I, when I do something that I love, when it involves somebody I love in relationships and, and things that I do with, from the heart, I am beyond passionate. That's why I hold on to relationships so strongly. One, I'm very closed off to a lot of people. So when somebody or something is able to like touch my heart 
um, a project, a person, I bleed for that person or that thing. And so I take things very, I mean, I hate to say personally, but it's just like, it's so hard for me to let go. And I'm very passionate about it. And, you know, I would say like in that sense, I am a, you know, quintessential quintessential Latina where I'm super fiery and, you know, but so anyways, because I'll, I'll go all over, I'll get all over the place with my thoughts back on track. I had my reading and I asked a couple of questions, right? And I'll share with you somewhat of the questions that I asked. So I always ask for an idea of if I'm on the right path career-wise. You know, as you know, pursuing acting is frightening. And it's not that I doubt my talent because I don't. I have spent the time and the energy to study my craft. I feel confident in my abilities and my talents. And I feel like it's right there. It's like, like I'm reaching for it and it's like I can kind of feel it with my fingertips, but I can't quite grab it. And while I'm reaching and I'm stretching and I'm doing all that, life is going on, right? I have bills. I have to put a roof over my kid's head. I have, you know, they have needs and I have to work and it's exhausting. You know, they're... People ask me, oh, don't you get a day off? It's like, no, I don't have days off. You know, on the rare occasion that I have hours off, a couple, a night off, especially a weekend night. I usually don't get weekend nights off because I bartend and I choose to work as much as I can because I never want to be in the position again where I am struggling, where you know, the money's not there or now I have bills rolling over from one month to the next month because ooh, during COVID and going through a divorce and not really working, my bills were past due for months, you know, months. Like I could not get on track. I couldn't get my head above water. And it's scary because it's like those bills aren't going away. Just because they're not shutting your shit off does not mean that, you know, that payment is just disappearing. Like, it's going to catch up to you. And one day you're going to get a bill and it's going to be like, you have to pay $1,500 or we're going to cut your shit off. And of course, where's that $1,500 going to come from? Um, but that's the struggle, Right. And not only that, it's how much time it takes away from my children when I have them. Yes, I do have my kids a lot. I have them 50% of the time. And I do work a lot. And it is heartbreaking to have to make those hard decisions. You know, I have to work. I also have to 
play the game and work, right, to get myself out there in this business. I have to go to events. I have to book things. I have to show face. I have to, you know, create content or do whatever. And that takes time. And that takes time away from my kids, unfortunately. And it's not easy. No, of course not. I had the life of a stay-at-home mom and raising my kids. And it was fulfilling in the sense of I got to be with my kids and my kids are my whole heart. But as a woman, as an individual, I was not fulfilled. And so I was unhappy. And I wasn't giving the best of myself to my kids because deep down inside I was sad and who wants to live their whole life feeling empty and sad so it's definitely not easy and so I worry I worry when you know maybe there's weeks where I'm busy and I'm booked and I'm working boom 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 then there's weeks where it's slow and there's like maybe a couple and then there's weeks when there's nothing and the weeks when it's nothing and it's slow my mind because I'm such an overthinker it just takes complete control and I start to get in my head oh my god what am I doing and it's the and it's only and it's only a human feeling right We have things like social media where we can scroll and see people out and see people doing things and see people connecting and doubt ourselves. And it's trying to break that. That's the hardest thing. Trying to believe in myself more. Believe in my ability and believe that this is what I'm supposed to do. And that people are like, oh, don't worry about what everybody else is doing. But it's I'm human. I'm not perfect. I'm not this zen bitch that's like, oh, you know, like, I I try to be. I try. And I'm working on myself in the sense of having faith in me, right? Because he says I lack um, self-esteem. Self-esteem in the sense that I don't believe in myself enough, and I and then like when someone tells you that you're like what are you talking about like I love me I love myself I do love me but I understand what he's saying like I love me but I also doubt me and I don't as much as I may give off the impression that I'm super confident and I'm this and I'm that I am not <laughs> I am not I beat myself up I feel like I'm not good enough or I'm not going to get the opportunities that I see other people getting. And that's bullshit because it's, it's, I have to tell myself every day, you aren't good enough. You do deserve these opportunities when you get it, like build myself up. And that's what he was saying as far as like, it's going to come to you, but you have to believe in yourself. The self-doubt, that energy of self-doubt is blocking you. And it does. It blocks me mentally. It stops me from going, you know, from being at a 100. So I'm like at an 80. But there's that 20% that doubts me. And that 20% is a career killer. You know, we have to be about ourselves. We have to 
we see people and we're like, wow, the fuck did they fucking make it? They fucking suck. You know, we can say all those things like, yeah, babe, but that motherfucker believed in themselves. They didn't give a fuck. They didn't care if they suck because in their fucking mind, they were like, I'm fucking doing this. I don't suck. And excuse the passionate cursing. But it's like, that is what I got to work on, essentially, is what he told me. Um, of course, I asked about my love life because my love life sucks big fucking balls. It sucks. And um, yeah, I'm lonely. And, he, and this is the first person who said it. I guess I carry this heavy loneliness. And um, he did pull cards about my ex, my recent ex. And he pretty much told me that that was just, that there was the reason why me and my ex broke up. Um, like he pulled that, like he put the card down. And before he even said anything, he gave me the straight reason why we broke up and how he goes, can you confirm? Like, you know, I see this and I was like, oh my God, yes, that's why we broke up. And he's like, yeah, that wasn't going to go away. He goes, that was essentially telling me that why we broke up is we're never going to be together. Me and my ex, like that ship has sailed, kind of like let it go. It's blocking my energy. And so I've really been trying. He might not think I'm trying. My ex might not think (laughs) But I am trying. I'm trying to let that go. And again, I'm not talking about my ex-husband. My ex-husband, like, that's been done. I'm talking about my most recent ex. Um, I am trying to let that relationship go. I know it's dead. I know it's dead. And I know, in deep down, even if it were not to be dead and we try to work it out, it wouldn't work out. Because I've seen a different person and I don't like it, you know? And then there's other things that I'm not going to say. Um, I'll keep those to myself because it makes me sound like a major fucking bitch and I'll reserve, um, my bitchiness for, for my three friends. And, you know, I don't want you guys to think if I were to say and verbalize what I really feel and why we and him would never get back together, you guys would be like, Wow, you are a fucking bitch. So I'm not going to say it. Um, Other than that, that was pretty much it. I didn't need any kind of limpia or anything like that. Thank God. I'm cleansed. He did tell me that I do. um, I do carry a lot of weight of. Like emotional weight. And that I needed to like go to the ocean and kind of like release it and like kind of get back to nature. So the other day after work because I bartend, it was like three in the morning. He said, go at sunrise or sunset. So of course I'm like, it's always easier for me to go at sunrise because I live in LA and I'm not sitting in LA fucking traffic. So I convinced my best friend, like, come with me to the beach. Cause she, you know, she goes there. I met this spiritual guide through her and I was like, let's go cleanse our fucking lives, bitch. And we went. So we were on no sleep Saturday, last Saturday. We got off the bar at 3 o'clock. We stood up until 7.30 because we were like, we're going to go straight to the beach. And we did. 
And honestly, I can say, like, people ask, like, like, what is that feeling? And I, all I can say is you have to be open to the idea of when you do this, you are releasing something. If you don't believe, if you don't get your mind in the place, it's not going to do anything. You're not going to feel anything. Spiritually, and I'm saying spiritually, right? Because you have to go and, and you know, he told me like, when you go speak to the ocean as if it's your mother, like, like if you're sitting there telling your mother everything that's been hurting you and you kind of put it all, all on the table. And so for some people, yes, oh, it sounds so stupid, but it's very healing to release things and to say things that we hold inside and things that are unsaid. And he's, it could be the smallest thing. It could be the fact that you had a falling out with a friend that you really cared about and you're holding on to that anger or somebody didn't call you on your birthday and, you know, it's hurtful because maybe you value that person or that friendship so much and you hold on to these things and all it does is create like a negative energy buildup, right? And you're walking around and you're heavy now. So now I'm walking around and I'm collecting this negative energy, this hurt. This person did this to me. Oh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to like absorb it. Now I'm walking around. Oh, this person. So imagine going through your life, collecting things, feelings, hurt, um, just emo- negative emotion. You know how heavy that is on a person? How many of us just scream to release that? Like how many of us really say the things that hurt us? Or how many of us just take it on the chin and keep it moving? So it was, I did feel lighter. And it's it's something like, I went with my friend. We didn't like do anything. Like we didn't do it together. Like she went... And she stood and I walked and I really had to get in my head and think about what I've been doing in my life and how it's been serving me in the long run. And there's a lot of relationships that I've had to let go of over the past three years. A lot of people that have hurt me and have caused me pain and people that I that I love people that I thought would be in my life forever and it's not easy you know because as vocal as I am I'm really not that vocal because I feel like a lot of people are sensitive a lot of people cannot um take the truth essentially <laughs> you know it's uh, the truth is definitely a big as hard pill to swallow and a lot of people can't do it so I had to let things go I had to let a lot of things that had hurt me over the past couple years go and I left and we came and so after that um I came home I knocked out for the entire day I was exhausted for that day and the next day 
just because I'm old, not because like the actual like thing I did was exhausting, but because bitch, I'm fucking 35 and I stood up all I was team no sleep. So my old ass was dead like the next two days. Um, but it was worth it. I did wake up the next day or I think after my five hour nap and I felt lighter and I felt like I was ready to move on from a lot of things and close a lot of chapters and I don't need to close them and I don't need to have conversations with these people that have hurt me to close them. I just need to make peace with it within myself and then close that and whatever they decide to do with it, that's on them. I don't control that. And that's another thing that I have to learn to live with. Finding closure on my end and not expecting it on anyone else's end, right? Because we can't expect people to do as we do. We'll always be disappointed. And I've definitely learned that. So that was kind of like the event. Um, this guy, he's he is amazing. He definitely helps me. And helps me spiritually. And being spiritually aware is life-changing. And I always, and I think we don't put enough emphasis on the spiritual, our spirituality. We're so stuck on the physical, right? The tangible things we can have, things we can touch, things we can see. Um, um, our emotion at that moment and things like that. And... I've really learned that although that's fine and dandy, um, our spirituality is super important to our growth, to, you know, um, our success, to everything, you know. So I'm, I'm definitely working on that. I want to, he told me I need to like try something like to connect more. So maybe like a yoga or uh what is it called reiki or reiki i think it's reiki um meditation so i'm looking into that i think i'm i've done yoga before i may try yoga again it's just again time but we'll see we'll see how that journey kind of goes you know i've been more open to um just myself self-care self-awareness self-everything but that was kind of that little journey. Um, people think, oh, you know, like it's like witchcraft or, you know, brujeria. Um, to an extent, yeah. But I think it doesn't necessarily make it evil or bad. And I think it's what your intentions are. And to me, it's helpful and I enjoy it and I enjoy having clarity. And it's not he's like giving me answers. He's not like telling me. On, you know, July 6th, you will fall into a hole. This person will eat your taco. Wait, that sounds weird. Scratch the eat the taco part. This person will step on your pizza kind of thing. Like, it's not that. Like, it's just tapping into energy and things like that. So, that is that experience. So, when you saw, like, on my Instagram and I was, like, at the beach and there was, like, flowers... That's kind of what the situation was. I was releasing you negative motherfuckers from my life. Releasing the hate. All the people that give me the little evil eye who don't like me for no reason. I was saying bye-bye. Bye-bye.
That's what I was saying. Um, so moving on. Oh, I just I did want to before I um leave this episode, I did want to say I saw the other day the J Lo halftime show special on Netflix. And I'm gonna say this, and this has nothing to do with spiritual guidance, but it did impact me emotionally. And I'm gonna say this. If you ever have heard me talk about JLo, I'll say this. I never thought the woman was extremely talented. But, but, who, like, I think she fits in where she fits. Like, her her movies are not Academy Award winning movies, correct? But she is good at the movies she does. That is her genre. She is like that rom-con, like sexy, like she did like um, In Plain Sight. Like she did like a little bit of a tough girl kind of, but not super hardcore tough girl. She's more of that rom-com blockbuster kind of seller. I will give her that. I don't think she is the greatest singer, but she is an amazing entertainer. She puts on a show. She is a dancer, you know? And it's funny because I never felt people always like, oh, we have like Latinas in entertainment. We have J-Lo and we have it, you know, so-and-so. And I'm like, a Colombian, a Puerto Rican, a Spaniard, like... Even Salma Hayek, who's Mexican, like, like she's Mexican, right? Mexican. I'm Mexican-American. I'm more American than Mexican culturally. I'm like third generation. I don't relate to them. I don't relate to them at all. I don't look at them and I don't see myself in those women. Now, and I am very proud for Latinas you know, who have made their way in Hollywood because that door is not open. That window is not cracked. They found, um, I don't know, a, a mouse hole and they had to freaking be shoehorned in that motherfucker. And then as they went in, rocks fell and blocked the entrance. And now there's only but a little, but a little gap but a little crack of light that can be seen from that hole. And that's the amount of space that they have opened for other Latinas. It's that small because there's not enough. So when people tell me about them, I always felt like that's not me. I don't see myself in them. I don't look at them and I don't feel like I can relate. I've never felt like they represented me as a Mexican-American Chicana born and raised in East Los Angeles who speaks horrible Spanish. People always fucking comment on my fucking Spanish. I know, my fucking Spanish sucks. I'm working on it, people. Believe it or not, I've really, really been trying to work on my Spanish. Um, But I've never, till this moment, felt like I could relate to her until watching that fucking special. And the things that she said and the um, obstacles that she faces are literally 
what I go through and what I face and what I hear, that made her relatable to me. The fact when she was like, when I was trying to break into the industry, people would tell me, you're not an actress, you're a dancer, you're a dancer, you're a dancer. Do you know how many times in my career I hear people tell me, you're, a, you're just a model, you're just a model, you're just a model. And I'm like, no, I am an actress. I am an actress. And I understand that I'll have to prove that every time. And people will doubt me every time. And that's what I have to go through. I will have to fight every time. And I see her as a mother. And I see a how she, you know she's trying to balance everything obviously her at her scale it's a million times more but she's also making a millions of dollars um but it's still relatable the feeling the feeling of being a mother and leaving your children and not being there every day it is not easy and um also the fact that people look at her and they see just a booty or a body or you're just hot and that kind of takes over everything you know and I don't feel hot I always tell people I don't feel people want me to be like sexy like people think I feel sexy or I feel hot or I feel myself and I always tell people just because in my pictures or when you see me like I may appear to be sexy. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I don't feel sexy ever. Like, in my pictures, yeah, it's like a mental thing. I feel like it's a character. I'm taking on a character. It's it's like a different part of me that I can tap into. But I'm still awkward as fuck. Like, once that camera's done shooting, I'm like, oh, like goofy. I think I'm... I feel like I'm more of like a nerd if you really get to know me. I'm I don't feel sexy. I think people have that misconception of me, you know? Um but to go back to the story cuz again, I will just ramble off. At that moment of watching that, I definitely have a new like founded respect for JLo as a woman, as an entertainer and what even her as being JLo has to go through. It's exactly the same thing that I'm going through starting off in the industry. And that says a lot. That look at the look at the ginormous gap between me and JLo, right? I am a a nobody trying to start off in the business and she's fucking JLo. And we're still dealing with parallel problems within the industry. Think about that, people. That's how sad and how hard it is to be a woman, to be Latina, and to be in this business. So I still I still don't believe that she's like the most, you know, the best actress, the best singer. I, I still don't, you know, I still think. But I have a newfound respect for her and I think for what she's accomplished it's fucking amazing and you know as a Latina woman like I will definitely back her and support her moving forward um not that I didn't before but I just didn't relate to her 
And now I do. And I feel like she, like, that Netflix special humanized her. And so, you know, I I have to give her her respect where fucking respect is due. And she has made, she is a triple threat, right? Uh, actress, singer, dancer. Very fucking talented. And very few people have that ability. And I am a dancer. I mean, I haven't really put emphasis on dancing or any energy into it like I did when I was younger. I'm an actress. But God, I cannot sing for shit. I can do karaoke. Like, I, I love me some karaoke. I'll karaoke my ass off all the time. Um, I... I'm not the best. I guess I could carry a tune decently, depending on, like, what the song is. But I don't think I'll be a triple threat in that in that way. I think I think my, my triple threat thing may come from, like, writing, right? Like, actress, dancer, writer. Idea, creator, producer. I don't know. Something like that. But it's a great um, docu-documentary. Right? Is that what they're calling it? Documentary? Um, watch it if you haven't. I think it's empowering for women. Um, all women. Especially Latina women, of course. And J-Lo, when they... You know, one day I'm going to be at that level. And, you know, they're going to pull up all my old shit. And all the shit that I've talked on interviews and everything. And I hope that they pull up this one. and Where I say, you know what? After all that... After whatever I said about J-Lo, I am, I'm not taking it back, but I'm saying this is like, this woman deserves everything that she worked hard for. And she is a great representation of Latinas in the industry. And she's fucking killing it. And the fact that she still has to deal with shit that new people, new people in the industry have to deal with, right? At a different scale, though. At a much larger global scale. It's sad. And it's sad that she's overlooked and it's sad that she doesn't get the recognition um, that she deserves because she has open doors and, and she is iconic. She, J-Lo is iconic. And I feel like she's iconic not just in the Latin world. I think she's iconic in general. Who does not know J-Lo? Right? I want to be on that level. I want to be on that standard. And if people want to call me mediocre, well, they can kiss my mediocre ass. Because, you know, I have to have that attitude moving forward, right? I'm manifesting fucking J-Lo vibes right now. That J-Lo glow. Get it? J-Lo glow. If you know, if you know, you know. She had like a perfume called Glow. That's the reference. Okay, anyways, if you don't get the joke, then then you're young and probably aren't even listening to this podcast anyways. But that's going to be it for the episode. It's now 7 o'clock in the morning. And I got to get up, get my ass to the gym, get to work. I'm going to put this up today. So this is in real time, people, because I don't even do any fucking fancy edits anymore i just fucking put the little music cut it i don't even fade that shit in because that takes way too much time um and i'm gonna get my day started my weekend started it's friday i mean i'm working all weekend but it's okay it's father's day weekend so you know we'll come back on monday but i will wish 
all the men, all the fathers out there, a happy early Father's Day. Not all of you suck. Not all of you suck. That's true. There's a lot of great fathers out there. Um, my father, my uncles, um, friends, cousins, my brother. I wish all of y'all, all of y'alls, a very happy Father's Day. Um, you guys are breaking the mold. You guys are um, raising our men in the right way to be great fathers. And you guys are teaching the your daughters, hopefully, the, the fathers I know, that I'm proud to know, um, how to be treated and how to be loved by a man. And for that and for your hard work and for your dedication to your family, your kids, um, I salute you and this is going to be your day. And so I'm sending nothing but love, love, kisses to all you amazing fathers out there. And we will be back next week earlier, I promise, earlier with another episode. Please stay tuned. Please go on my Instagram, at Ashley Alvarez Official. Go now, follow me, share my podcast. Um, I am a Latina podcaster, and there is not enough of us out there that are hitting the mainstream, that are getting the numbers, that are getting the recognition. So let us let our voices be heard. And uh, please like, comment, share, send it to a friend. I appreciate all of the feedback that I get. I appreciate the people who do take the time to reach out to me after an episode and or post and or anything. Um, you know, it's one step at a time. But I'm glad that I have people that support and uplift me and are writing for me. So when I make it, I ain't going to forget about all you motherfuckers, all right? For all the love and support. Thank you. Have a great weekend. And we'll be back next week. Bye.